Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Yes, the holidays are forgiving and family, but man, when the sports are good, it might be the greatest gift of all. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going, and so... Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, cut a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studio. It doesn't matter what your name is. It's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Oh, man. This must be what it felt like for those select few who believed in the coming of Christ when they found that baby Jesus was born and the wise men showed up with their frankincense and myrrh and whatever the other gift was. And they said to themselves, by God, the prophecies are true. The the young babe, there's Christ himself. Because that's how I feel now two days after the, the, the holy day, Christmas. Because, damn it, was this a great sports weekend for your boy. Was this a great sports holiday for your boy. My God, if we could, because I'm still in the holiday spirit, I still am here to spread cheer throughout Palm Beach County, the Treasure Coast, and wherever else it needs to be spread. Can I please get, because we are not past the statute of limitations yet when it comes to the holidays, some sick holiday music. There it is. Boy, you know what? Stone, here's what I think we should do. We should listen from Fox to the fifth, count them fifth, not first, not second, not third, not fourth, but fifth. Jason Sanders field goal on a drive orchestrated by the most underappreciated MVP candidate in the NFL, Tua Tungavailoa. The Dolphins beating the mighty Cowboys on Christmas Eve. And boy, did it make for a, a really, in my house, tolerable Christmas day. Let's be quite honest about it. But this is why Jason Sanders... Field goal number five. This from Fox. This the game winner. He's got it. Miami is in the playoffs. Jason Sanders again has called on Fox. The Dolphins are in the postseason. If even if they lose to the Ravens, even if they lose to the Bills, will we be disappointed? The answer to that is yes. Will it deliver a pit to the stomach? Sure. But Stone, for a second straight year, the Miami Dolphins are in the playoffs under the tutelage of a man who looks like a gamer. A man who looks like a yuppie who should be patrolling the streets out here outside of our The Square <laughs> Studios in West Palm Beach. The Square, the capital of yuppieism in West Palm Beach, Florida. That man has done something that Nick Saban couldn't do. That Cam Cameron couldn't do. That Tony Sperano couldn't do. Joe Philbin, nope. Adam Gase, uh-uh. The great Brian Flores, just ask him, nope. Mike McDaniel has delivered back-to-back playoff appearances. What a gift. We surely are blessed, aren't we? What a gift. The Miami Dolphins beating the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. Did they play perfectly? No. Did they grind one out against a Super Bowl contender stone? The answer to that is... A full-fledged hallelujah. Yes. What a gift. What a gift. And it just made what was a blessed weekend 
in sports for your boy. Listen, we can come up with all of these elaborate sports takes on the Dolphins. The Heat didn't lose this weekend. We can really do these things, but... By the way, here's my my proclamation. Uh, Jaime Jaquez Jr., Triple J, as we affectionately call him. Uh, he's the first coming of Mexican basketball Christ. <laughs> Damn right. There is going to be a book in the New Testament that is going to detail the birth, the upbringing, and then the ascension of one Jaime Jaquez Jr. <laughs> Just wait for it. Another okay. thousand years or so. Okay. Like I was saying. Sorry. <laughs> We can come up with all these elaborate sports stakes. Like, we could and we will. But the Miami Dolphins are 11 and 4. I mean, come on, guys. The I, Dolphins are 11 and 4. And and I still see people trying to nitpick that to death. And I'm so just over it to a point where it's not bothering me anymore because no win is good enough. No margin of victory is satisfactory enough. Uh, one errant pass for Tua. And uh oh, what's wrong? What's wrong with Tua? When, like Stone had to legitimately be a voice of reason for me during the Dolphins game, where where Stone's saying, "Boy, Tua has really shut up the uh, can't throw the deep ball crowd, hasn't he?" And I was the one who was, "Boy, Tua's not great. This might be the game Tua's injured. They can't protect him. All that stuff." Uh, the Dolphins, the ascension of the defense, Sleepy Vic, and we've been talking about it for a while. Vic Fangio has woken up. That defense is, to me, that defense is championship caliber you can ride that if things get a little bit rocky it's fine a a close win yes the bills did it better great the bills did it better the dolphins will get their shot in two weeks a win is a win is a win is a win it was good it was good i love you like you said 11 and 4 man don't nitpick that just don't nitpick that and what makes it worse is uh, again we can't put a finger on why the Dolphins are so divisive. Why there's always something it's to so be said. Weird. But if the Kansas City Chiefs were 11-4, regardless of who the, they played, because we can go down the list, right? You can go nitpick the Dolphins' schedule all you want. But if there were a team that we considered a contender a month ago or at the beginning of the season, let alone, we'd be like, wow, this team is, you know, a contender. This team is this. This team is that. But, of, of course, there are things to say. They're 11-4. and four. They're most definitely a contender. And beating a Cowboys team, whether they're 0 and whatever on the road. Like, we get it. Yeah. We do get it. The Cowboys are still a really good freaking the, football the, the team. The Cowboys, here's, here's going to be a crazy thing I'm about to say, by the way. Despite the loss to the Bills and the Dolphins, guess what the Cowboys are? Fine. Yeah, they're good. Like, can we stop with every week, no matter the result, right. being, uh, well, there's the end of the world. That's it. I can't, or uh, like the Ravens. The Ravens very well might be the one seed in the AFC. They may pound the Dolphins on Sunday. All I know is that the Ravens, a very good team, beat a very good team in the 49ers, and it doesn't mean the Ravens are automatically into the Super Bowl out of the AFC, and it doesn't mean automatically that the 49ers are not going to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. I, we take every result, every week, as gospel and as a prophecy of what's to come. It honestly is not that serious. Yeah, there were odds makers tweeting out what the line would be if the Super Bowl was. And this was after the Baltimore-San Francisco game. What the odds would be in that game if they were to be. Because we were calling it a Super Bowl preview. Mm-hmm. And it would be San Francisco 49ers minus the two or the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, this game just finished up. Yeah. We're pretending as if this was a Super Bowl matchup. Like, I get that, and it's fun to talk about. But let's be real. Uh, talk about the gospel. Everybody does treat these last three weeks of the season like the gospel now, too. But everything is taken so seriously. It's under a microscope. 
can't just let it breathe. It was the holiday season. It yeah. is what it is. We watched two football teams go at it, two really good football teams. Just enjoy it. So, for me, it wasn't just the Dolphins taking down the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. It's also what happened the day before in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where FAU basketball. Now, and if you didn't see, you've been distracted by holidays. I bleep you not. Or you live under a rock. Or you live under a rock because this was the college basketball game of the season. It's going to be tough to top. And there's still three months left to go in the regular season in college basketball. But if you didn't see it yesterday, and I bleep you not, Florida Atlantic, yes, that Florida Atlantic basketball is number seven in the country. FAU is the seventh ranked team in the United States of America in college basketball. I still, uh, and for me, like the rankings, the excitement about FAU being ranked went away a long time ago because there's there's bigger goals for this team than where they're ranked. But for a lot of you, especially you who went to FAU uh, or alum, uh, even especially like two, three decades ago, to see the basketball team at FAU at number seven in the country, uh, that is pretty, pretty, pretty striking. Pretty wild times we're living in. But FAU played the college basketball game of the year on Saturday at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. I was there as the play-by-play voice of FAU on the call as FAU knocked off number four Arizona in double overtime, 96-95. Shall we hear, uh, is this the final call, Stone? Final call here? Or should we just go through the uh, the gamut? You tell me. No, you tell me because I do have the entire minute 45. Yeah, let's not you do have that. a plethora of highlights. We can go to the final let's call. Let's go to the final call. Let's. I'll, I'll set the scene while you find the, uh, the final call there. Florida Atlantic uh, had a one-point lead uh, with uh, with 10 seconds left to go, and uh, Arizona was inbounding in the front court, and this, up to this point, was a grueling game. Elite players making elite plays, shot makers making shots. Nellie Davis for Florida Atlantic went off for 35 points in this game. Caleb Love, the North Carolina transfer for Arizona, had hit some absolutely insane back-breaking Felt like you got kicked in your testicles, three-pointers, to keep Arizona in it, to tie up the game a couple of times, to give Arizona uh, what appeared to be a couple of knockout blows before FAU kept fighting back, fighting back, fighting back. So everybody in that arena, which was 98% Arizona fans there in Vegas, this was a veritable road game for FAU in that venue. Uh, Everybody knew where the ball was going to with Arizona inbounding in its front court with 10 seconds left to go and here's how it sounded according to me on the FAU Sports Media Network 96 Arizona 95 FAU got the down rebound Davis Florida Atlantic is one Florida Atlantic is upset Arizona FAU beats Arizona Florida Atlantic 96 Arizona 95 FAU got the stop and the Owls are 10 and 2 on the season. Oh, what a win for Florida Atlantic. 96 95, the final. FAU beats Arizona. They come to Vegas and give a gift. 
So FAU, that double overtime win. At one point in there, it sounded like I was choking. It's because I was being pulled from behind by FAU fans that were sitting behind the bench, and I was trying to keep my balance and not get tackled uh, <laughs> near the, the floor there. So for, for me, I had a holiday weekend of FAU beating Arizona in double overtime now up to number seven in the nation in college basketball. I take a red eye from Vegas to back to South Florida. Flew into Fort Lauderdale. Stu and I didn't get in till about 8.45 a.m., close to 9 a.m. after that game because our red-eye flight got delayed by three hours. So these poor dudes, after that grueling victory, they have to sit in the airport in Vegas for hours uh, first, it was the resort. We stayed at the uh, Park MGM, and then it was to uh, at the at the airport. And these guys don't get in until about eight forty five nine a.m. back home, and then they've got to disperse to wherever they're going uh, to spend their holidays, recover that whole thing. Nobody complained. Nobody complained. But it was a little bit of a grind. But then to go from that into uh, again, Jason Sanders, take it away on Fox. <laughs> in the playoffs. Oh, thank you. That was quite a weekend for me. Quite a weekend for at, me. At what point of the FAU hours, I mean, you included, right? You travel with the team, obviously. Going to be given a PJ. Going to be given a private jet here to just tow them around everywhere. Uh, that's 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 Louie. Luggage uh, yeah. on board right there. You can't have them sleeping in airports for three hours during the holiday season. That's unacceptable. Well, that's just sort of the life FAU lives right now. <laughs> it is. Uh, and it, that makes it even more incredible what they do uh, and how often they're able to win and what they've done with that program. That Saturday, that between FAU and Arizona, that was, uh, and this is why I've continued to preach it, that was a Final Four-esque type of game. FAU has shown now that when they're at their best, when they're at their best, they can legitimately win the national championship in college basketball. Yeah, I think all those questions were answered for sure Saturday. There's no doubt that they were. And if you were to ask somebody who declares that they do know the sport of college basketball, if you were to just ask them whether you were in the streets of Arizona, California, New York, whatever, and you said, hey, who's probably the best team in college basketball right now. There's a high percentage of people that would say the Arizona Wildcats. Yeah, no doubt. Like, they would. No doubt. And FAU just went and took it to them in Vegas in yep. a neutral site. Like, yep. they would definitely say that Arizona is one of the best teams in the country. Therefore, you need to start talking about FAU in the same exact breath. And it's not because you do play-by-play -play for them. It's not because we're in West Palm Beach right now. It's because they are actually one of the best teams in the yeah, country. Right, Embrace for, it. Forget my bias for a moment and forget the fact that uh, this is a pro FAU area. Yeah. Uh, this is a legitimately good team that, well, great team that could legitimately win the national championship. There's no doubt. And those odds are going to show it here. The sportsbooks are going to put out those future odds. Well, I believe FAU They'll right now. I believe FAU has the sixth or seventh best odds <laughs> exactly. to win the national championship. I didn't now. even know that. Yeah, I, I, I think somebody, somebody texted that to me yesterday. So, the best sports gift this weekend for me, the best sports gift I received was FAU beating Arizona in the game of the year in college basketball. I get on a plane, I come home, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, fighting fatigue uh, on that grind. And what did the Dolphins do? They deliver a win over the Cowboys and sit 11-4. and four. For you, for you, what was your best 
holiday sports gift. It could be a game, a performance, or even a tangible gift that you received under the tree from Chris Crinkle yourself. Himself. What is the best sports gift you received this holiday season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. It is open and ready for business. What is the best sports gift that that you received this weekend? Game, performance, or an actual physical thing that you got under your Christmas tree or was handed to you by a relative or a friend or a loved one. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What about you, Stone? Because I know you have about five stops uh, during your your holidays, whether it be Thanksgiving, whether it be Independence Day, uh, whether it be Christmas, you have a, a lot of different stops to make between your family, uh, your girlfriend's family. You're all over the place. You are uh, car bound for a good portion of the day. Uh, so you're in and out watching some sports, catching up on things. Uh, you're receiving gifts. What was the best holiday gift that you got during this uh, this holiday season 2023? This was tough because the sports had to go to battle with the 12 pack of socks that I was given. Like I do make five stops. I am given a million presents from all my family sure, members and I love pack it. Of socks. But I got a 12 pack of okay. no show socks Let and me, I, I needed them so bad. I think that was my best gift. Uh, obviously unsports related. You want to know how you know when you're an adult. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm really glad that you experienced that this weekend because I think this is a, a growth opportunity for you. This is a big step in your maturation. When you have a holiday where the gift is something as mundane as socks and you say, thank God that I received these socks, that means you have taken the step from from childhood to manhood. Stone is now a man because for the first time he received socks as a holiday gift and he said, God bless us, everyone. This is perfect. Stone, I am so happy to hear that story because I've been there. Uh, all of us listening right now, for the most part, I think, oh, yeah. have been there. When you appreciate something like socks, and not just appreciate, but you're almost, it's like relief that you receive this as a holiday gift. You've taken that assumption into to manhood. So congratulations. Hey, I really appreciate that. And I'm also wearing the pair today. <laughs> right, they're comfy, the right? 12. They're good. Like it makes you feel good. And what's funny, I've talked about it in the past on this show, is I'm a frequent free baller. Uh I'm not a supporter uh-huh. of underwear, briefs, whatever the type uh, is. I usually just don't uh, don't wear them, don't put them on you today. You don't conform to the norms <laughs> of of crotch support. Today I'm actually wearing some, so so be grateful for that. My but God. in the same light that I was given the socks, my girlfriend's family at the time who did give them to I got actually two pairs of socks from different stops, like two different packs. But my girlfriend's family said we didn't get you any underwear because you know you don't wear them. You know, it, that was hard to handle in the moment. Well, it, because you are, well, what's the problem? Because you, <laughs> you on this show have acknowledged I have. publicly in front, of, in front of thousands of years, tens and thousands of years in this market that you, you do not believe in uh, proper package uh, wrapping sure. <laughs> on a well day-to-day done. basis. There we go. It applies to the holidays. Um, 
but your family, your 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 girlfriend's family points it out, and then all of a sudden you you become shy about it. You don't want to face the truth. I don't understand. <laughs> I didn't become shy. Trust me, I embraced it. But now I have a grandmother being like, "Well, you're wearing them right now and stuff." Like, what if I wasn't? Oh, I so they were needling you. <laughs> what I was show some crack to the girlfriend's family. Like, uh-huh. I, you know, I wasn't super super excited about that. But I, I'm glad that they do know, and I'm transparent with all that stuff. But let's be real. The best Christmas present that I did get was Baker Mayfield showing Trevor Lawrence who the hell his daddy was. <laughs> Baker Mayfield showing the league who the hell daddy is. And I understand that 8-7. I get it. Baker daddy. I get it. But Baker's here. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's here to stay. And I think there are guys now that would go to bat for him. A la Mike Evans, the Chris Godwins, the Rashad. Like, this team is being led by a guy that I thought could lead this team in a win over Jacksonville in that fashion, in home during the holiday season. Baker Mayfield's playing really good football. He's got more touchdown passes than Patrick Mahomes, less interceptions than Patrick Mahomes. He's got nine more touchdown passes than Lamar Jackson and 400 more passing yards. Like, we're having that conversation. He's the front runner to win the MVP right now in Lamar Jackson. Like, I'm just so happy after all the flack that I've took this season from Ken LaVica, from Theo Dorsey. Theo Dorsey, one of the guys who left the Panthers because of Baker Mayfield, I did not lose hope. I knew that he would come around. I'm staring at a candle right now that Jeanette Javier, the Dominican, gave me mm-hmm. where he is dressed as Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He's Jesus Christ to me. Like he, he rose this weekend, and I'm so happy that he did that. My best gift was that Baker Mayfield is playing some of the best football that he's played in his career, and he also has had an 11-5 season with the Cleveland Browns. Here he is kind of shooting the double birds to everybody, you included, and I'm so happy for it. It really, really warms my heart. For me, when it comes to Baker, and again, what was your best sports gift this weekend? Whether it be a performance or a player or something tangible you received in gift wrap. What was the best sports gift you received this weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. I accept the double birds that Baker yeah. Mayfield uh, threw my way. And you know what I have to do? Eat them. I, flat out, I I need to acknowledge that Baker Mayfield has come to the Bucks. Baker Mayfield has been good. He is a playoff caliber quarterback. And all of the disrespect I threw his way makes me look bad. Is, is, that, is that enough to... And I know I really went in on him. I'll take it. But I want to I want to extend an olive branch to you because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield are fun, they are competitive, and you get the sense that they're going to be a tough out uh come come playoff time. I don't want to face Baker Mayfield in the playoffs. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm not going to sit here and gas this team up as if they're some world beater, but they're a team that you're going to have to fight with a little bit. Exactly. And Baker's a big part of that. They're a team that's going to give a team that you don't expect some problems. And for that, I'm excited. The defense is really good. And their team offensively, like when something is asked of them, they have answered so far. And again, I'm saying all this. They're only eight and seven. They're not world beaters. They're not contenders. But I feel as if they're a team that you don't really want to see come week one, yeah. round hey, one, round two of the playoffs. I don't think there's any doubt that with Baker, they're the best team in that division. Uh, okay, really? See, now... That's like a backhanded compliment almost. Why? Because that division Baker, is, is well, garbage. But what I'm saying is that they would be lost in uh, the, uh, the the muck that is that horrific nonsense conglomerate of four football teams. <laughs> but with Baker Mayfield, he's able to he's able to keep their head 
above yeah. the muck and keep air and oxygen into their lungs and moving forward towards the shore. Yeah, what analogy could you give as far as like they're the hot sister and the other three are really ugly in the NFC South? Like what could you come up with on the spot? No, Baker Mayfield is the the football equivalent of really, really strong scuba gear. Like again, he's just he's an oxygen tank. There we go. He's a football oxygen tank. He is continually feeding oxygen to Tampa Bay so that they can continue to trudge through that thick, thick mud and get themselves out of the quicksand, which, again, I don't think quicksand is actually a thing prior to a contrary belief. I grew up uh, watching cartoons where false. people were still falling into quicksand and it was it was potentially fatal. I don't actually think that's a thing, but for the sake of this analogy, he's helping Tampa Bay with his oxygen bring them out of the quicksand. He's giving them strength and giving them uh, oxygen. I mean, that's bottom three analogies that you've had in the past <laughs> few months that, that Baker Mayfield and the Tampa, well, Baker Mayfield is So no really points for bringing up quicksand? High quality scuba gear okay. to the NFC South. I was trying to, I was, I was trying to make amends. You apparently don't want to hear it. You're it's not okay. willing to hear me out on this, but, <laughs> it's okay. but I, I mean, Stone scolded me over text this weekend. You don't say a peep about Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Theo Dorsey's able to come on and make excuses for the Chiefs and talk about Kadarius Tony two times a week like i'm getting this on on christmas eve uh, from stone christmas day from stone happy holidays ass <laughs> right right and and so fine i acknowledge baker mayfield i was wrong yeah we okay? do we, we, i was wrong there's this thing in the industry that we call playing the hits right where we're supposed to come on the airwaves or the television canarius tony's the hits it's easy and, and play what's hot right what's everyone talking about we have these in pre-production meetings every single day like you know what do people want to hear what can we kind of give to the people that they're waiting for and don't have all the information for. That's what we do. Well, Theo Dorsey gets on here, wants to talk about his Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm even having a hard time saying his Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah, and yeah. he wants to complain. It's almost like a therapy session for his Kadarius Tony takes, the bad wide receiver core. Nobody gives a damn about any of that. You yeah. know what they do give a damn about? Baker Mayfield, the Heisman Trophy winner that's been through hell. And here he is. Like I said, he has risen. This is what people want to hear. Hey, the good stuff. The Baker Mayfield do you stuff. Give a, do you give more of a damn about Baker Mayfield than Kadarius That's Tony? an easy one. 888-760-3776. Please call us. And like me, were you scared of quicksand growing up? 888-760-3776. Were you scared of quicksand, Stone? <laughs> no, absolutely. I was I mean, terrified. To be, to I, I don't quite, think it's a thing. Uh, to be quite honest, I was uh, afraid because that's the last way that I would want to go. I also think that the people I'd be surrounded with would not let me just sink to my death in some sand. So yeah. for that, I wasn't scared. But just the concept of you just slowly getting dragged to your death. I, again, I don't think that's a thing. It is a thing. I, I will think... hit the Google machine during the break. All right. Well, we'll come back with a, a proper definition of quicksand. Uh, your best sports gift this weekend was what? Your best sports gift this weekend was what? Mine was an FAU double overtime win into the Dolphins beating the Cowboys. Back to back. I somehow had built up enough sports equity this weekend to have both of those things happen to me. And for that, I'm grateful. And thank you to baby Jesus himself. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Plenty of responses. We'll get to those as we get on here. And again, were you scared of quicksand uh, as a kid? 888 760 
3776. Uh, one thing that you absolutely should be cognizant of this holiday season, if you have aches, if you have pains, if you have joint issues, uh, you need to make sure that you're going to see Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, our good friends at Baptist Health. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, they have a, a ton of facilities where you can go in and you can get checked out and uh, they're taking care of you. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is where you go with their team of doctors to get you taken care of to make sure that everything is fixed up. So if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, see the experts in the field of Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists. They're the leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They're combining their resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Whether it was a game or a player or a performance or something that you received hand-to-hand, what was your best sports gift this holiday season? What was the sports gift you were given this holiday season that meant most to you? Mine is a back-to-back of FAU win over Arizona into Dolphins beating the Cowboys. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Socials are open as we head towards the end of 2023 at KLV 106.3. Stone says, thank you, Baker Mayfield. What a gift you were making sure that now it's proven that you are Trevor Lawrence's daddy. 888-760-3776. The best sports gift you got this holiday season. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Lavica. Lavica Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Back-to-back years, Mike McDaniel has led the Dolphins to the postseason. This one feels a little bit better than last year as the uh, Dolphins were hanging on for uh, for dear life and needed a Skylar Thompson win over the Jets in the final week of the season to get in the playoffs. This one uh, feels good that you're in with the Ravens and the Bills upcoming. Let me ask you something. Have you tapped back into the Hard Rocks? Or, I mean, I apologize, Hard Knocks season? Uh, yeah, yeah, I tapped back in last week. Cool. I wanted, wanted to celebrate the Jets win, and I so fell asleep I. before could watch it last night, so that'll come tonight. Exact same thing happened here. Yeah. I planned so, on watching it, didn't get to it, but I did catch up. Right, right. I, I just, I still have not seen the uh, the Titans episode. Really? Still didn't watch it. You I, should. I can't bring, no, I'm not going to do it. You, these are the things no. you need. Like, it has to build that callus. Like, if you want to talk about <laughs> this team, you need to know what they've gone through. I also wanted to ask you this. I couldn't wait. I wanted to save it for the air. Is Mike McDaniel cursing too much? No. I. You should hear me off the air. Isn't he similar to me? No, like, I mean, his I, volume of cursing is similar to what mine is when I'm off the mic, so just, I think it's fine. And me as well, and you know that, and, and I've been like in a, a plethora of locker rooms. Like, it's all I know, but it, it almost, like, I think he reaches sometimes. So you think he's put? what you're saying is you think he's putting on an act. I, to a degree. I think that's him. He's just sort of a squirrely bad-mouthed character. There was a scene that made me so uncomfortable 
And I was like, please, please, please don't look at him differently, Stone. Don't do it. Don't do it. We love him. That's Mike. That's Mike. But there was a scene. It almost looked like it was so staged. The offensive line coach walked into Mike McDaniel's office and Mike had some Eminem playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was at the uh, the first episode of Jets Week. It was. Uh, or the episode of Jets Week. It's the it's two days after they, or the morning after they lost to the Titans. And yes. the coach walks in. He's like, what's up, man? He's like, nothing much. Just listen to Eminem. Yeah. I that, love Eminem. And yeah. he's like bobbing his head. And, and he's like, uh, my best work has come through adversity or something like that. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, what are we doing here? Cut, cut the scene. <laughs> and then Mike McDaniel starts the game plan a little bit, and he's like mumbling. And I was like, this, wow, who put this in there? So just, just uh, some stuff that you know, but I was that's like, that's not on him. That's on the, that's on the producers, man. It's on him for playing no, Eminem think, in his office. I think Mike McDaniel is a chronic cursor. I don't think he's doing it. All as an football act. coaches you are. You might think it's a. You might think it's corny and cringy and cheesy, but I think that's him, uh, and I respect it because that's me when I'm not on the show. And it's all football coaches just throwing around f bombs. The sailor, I get it. It's just he doesn't. It doesn't match. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think it's fine, and I think. I think You've done that, a good job defending him. I think that uh, my respect for him grows the more and more he curses. Okay. Uh, the best sports gift that you got during this holiday time. The best sports gift you got during this holiday weekend. Mine was an FAU win over Arizona into Dolphins beating Cowboys 11-4 and on the season. For Stone, it was Baker Mayfield once again orchestrating a masterpiece for the Buccaneers and routing, I mean destroying, I mean embarrassing, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. What was the best sports gift you got during this holiday weekend? It could be something tangible that you, you were handed, or it could be a player, a performance, a team, what they did. Maybe it was a team losing. I don't know. What was the best sports gift you got this holiday weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Mike messages in. FAU winning and then Lamar leading the MVP race like I predicted back in March. Well, Mike, good for you that you predicted that. Lamar may very well win the MVP now. I think that there's enough evidence to support that. What's funny is I feel like his name hasn't come up a ton over the course of the year because we've been fixated on Brock Purdy and we've been fixated on Jalen Hurts and Tua spent a little time in that conversation. And I think that and it is Tyreek Hill, the MVP, Christian McCaffrey and lost in the whole discussion this entire time because I think it's mandated in this industry. You need to have an MVP debate after every single week of the NFL season post week 14. Right, That's what the lazies do, especially. But the lazies will go from week one to like now <laughs> um, Lamar. Probably is the MVP, right? Like, I, I think I think he's the MVP, and he boy has he answered a ton of questions this year. And how silly does it make it that when this dude was, had requested a trade, and yes, it would have taken two first round picks to go get him as a restricted free agent, um, but the Ravens are out there dangling. It's not that the the a team didn't make an offer for Lamar. It's that there were multiple teams that publicly announced they weren't interested in Lamar Jackson. One of them being the Falcons. Uh, just how brain dead does that come off now with two weeks left to go in this regular season where Lamar's the one seed in the AFC and Lamar's the front runner to win the MVP? Just how stupid does that look in retrospect? So you're telling me that you'd go out on a limb and take Lamar Jackson 
over Taylor Heineke? <laughs> Or Desmond Ritter? Or Desmond Ritter? I mean, you I would know, do that. I know that it is a big, bold statement, maybe more bold than anything that has ever been spoken on this show, but yes. Because Kyle Pitts and, and Drake London and Bijan Robinson, I mean, they're having a year just, to remember. There was a lot said about Lamar. Remember at the beginning of the season when I said, listen, I just have this feeling, and I'm not like, claiming what a novel concept that Stone went out and said Lamar Jackson was going to have a year, but I was like, he's going to take a dump all over the league. Right. He's going to go eight bleep on everybody. Here they are, 11 wins on the season, and he will win MVP if they beat Miami this weekend. And let's not forget, it's not that that, uh, Lamar over the last two years, it's not that his production has been uh, not elite. It's that his health was a problem. He was having an issue staying healthy late in seasons. So Lamar, this year, has stayed healthy, except for that terrible immune system he has. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's had COVID about 19 times. Like this year, not collectively. Like 19 times, he's just sick all the time. He misses practice at an unbelievable rate because of illness. Um, A healthy Lamar Jackson equals him always being in the MVP conversation. And this year is no different. And he's got a good team around him, and he maximizes what the hell he has. I have a, always. I have a really. None of that can be disputed. And I, he's he's doing it without his top three in the league tight end, right? Sure, sure. And he's had guys step up. Isaiah Likely's not bad at all. No, I, but I he's think, not. He's not Mark Andrews. I think the system is very tight end friendly. Well, I agree. Come to learn that. I agree. I, I think for me, I have a hard time watching Lamar play quarterback because he doesn't play quarterback. He had to bring in Todd Monken, who's a year out of college. The system that he's implemented, it's almost like what they had in the past on steroids. I'm not even going to call it quarterback friendly because, like I said, he's playing an entirely different it's sport Lamar out there. It's friendly, though. It, it, it's, not even an, it's not an offense we've ever seen no. before in the league. It's only reminiscent of what they did with Michael Vick when he was in Atlanta. Like, when you watch him and they go through replays, the color guys and the play-by-play, they have a hard time breaking down the replays. They don't know what they're seeing. They, you have no idea what you're no. seeing. He doesn't go through his normal progressions. His footwork is, I think they want it to be bad on purpose. He misses reads. A lot of the stuff that he does, he makes it harder on himself, for instance, like a third and two. If you're just supposed to hit somebody in the flat and let him catch the ball and get the, like he makes it a lot harder. He's going to end up running left and back, right? Then find the guy in the flat 10 seconds later. Part of Lamar's, I agree with you. Part of Lamar, what makes him so difficult is because he is so... Um, uh, mechanically uh, unsound. Uns- that, perfect. He's so mechanically unsound, but he can still make those throws that you're constantly off balance because you're worried about him running. You don't quite know where the ball is going, and the next thing you know, it's zooming past your ear hole, and it's a 15-yard gain. Quite literally, in I think we're heading in a direction, not only in the NFL, but in college football and high school, where the bigger plays, the explosive plays, are made outside of the hashes. Yeah. It's when... I mean, think about it. For a corner and a safety, and especially a linebacker, you can't keep up with these guys for seven seconds. So if you do have Lamar Jackson and you do send some pressure and he makes that guy missed, and now the numbers that you thought you have, you don't have yeah. anymore, and he's on the left near the sideline, there's three guys that are open, and that's when you see the well, ball, like you said, zoom past someone's ear hole. Like, you can't contain this I man. I saw an, a number, though, from Pro Football Focus this morning where Lamar Jackson's still in the top third of the league in delivering passes out of the pocket. Yeah. He... That's the one, that's one of the biggest misconceptions about him is oh well he gets outside of the pocket and he's so dangerous no Lamar's just as dangerous in the pocket it just so happens that he can get out of the pocket and then be 
equally as dangerous as he is in the pocket. Yeah. There's no quarterback like him, who can, not even the great Pat Mahomes. Because, uh, boy, we're seeing what happens when Pat Mahomes just has a bunch of guys <laughs> catching passes. That's getting ugly. Like When you have Taylor Swift openly consoling Brittany Mahomes in the booth and it's caught on camera, like the Chiefs are down bad. When you're going to the trainer's table and you sit on it and it breaks in half like it's the WWE there are the worst vibes coming out of Kansas City right now. And Pat Mahomes, dare I say it, starting to look a little bit average. Like, I know he's Pat Mahomes. I want to take it a step further. Oh, please. Please do. The floor is yours. I think Isaiah Pacheco is the best thing this offense has to offer right now. And he's concussed. <laughs> but I think... When, what Stone is saying is not a good thing, by the way. It's not. <laughs> Andy Reid tailored that offense to Tyree Kill, believe it or not. It opened up a lot of the windows for Travis Kelsey. Patrick yeah. Mahomes is obviously godlike. But he centered the offense now around Isaiah Pacheco. Any production that they have is because of Isaiah Pacheco. Right. He right. stretches the defense. He bends the defense. He's going to get his 15, 16 carries and his six receptions. Like He's the Alvin Kamara of this team. He's the most important piece on this football team as it stands. It's not Patrick Mahomes. He can't do it. The, what, what we're seeing right now at the Chiefs, and this is how I consume it. The Chiefs have become the prime example of what happens when you think that your all-world quarterback can fix all of your problems in modern-day football. Pat Mahomes reached a status. He's no Aaron Rodgers. Where okay. Pat Mahomes, he, he, except he's for no last Aaron year, Rodgers. he didn't make the playoffs. Um, Pat Mahomes. And and Andy Reid has even fallen victim to it because he's so incredible, because he's so sensational. They bought in to this this mythos, this this aura, the the vibes that Pat Mahomes can just make anything happen, no matter who's around him, because the quarterback is the most important position in football and especially professional football. And what has happened this year to Mahomes and the Chiefs is finally, hopefully going to put a crack in what's been the most disingenuous and frustrating uh, trend in football, which is, well, if you have the quarterback, nothing else matters on offense. If you have the quarterback, they're going to make magic magic happen because finally, finally, this is what always happens in the NFL, the defenses have caught up. And when you put just guys around these great players, it's not just Tua who benefits from Tyreek Hill. It's huh, Patrick Mahomes. I know it's shocking. I know it's stunning. And so what's happening now is you have a bunch of slappies in Red Chiefs uniforms who have no hands and they have no ability to consistently make big plays. And then guess what happens then? You can cheat off them. So then what happens to uh, the great Travis Kelsey? He's bracketed all the time. And not open. And he's also old. So all of these things, it's nothing to do with Taylor Swift, you idiots. It's that the, 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 the Chiefs front office did a miserable job going into this 2023-2024 season. And Patrick Mahomes is now suffering for it and is no longer, as Stone put it, the most dangerous offensive weapon for the Chiefs. It's Isaiah Pacheco. Because other than him, there's nobody who's consistently performing any longer. Yeah, if you think Taylor Swift is a problem, go ahead and tune into uh, Undisputed on Fox, where you'll hear Richard Sherman, yeah. Skip Bayless, and yeah. Keyshawn talk about how they think Taylor Swift is a problem. We're not going to do that here. 
I think you did hit the nail on the head in regards to we've seen an uptick in man coverage against this Kansas City Chiefs team that we obviously easy. hadn't seen in the past. Right. Like you're confident that the, your guys are just as good as their guys. Pat Mahomes doesn't scare anyone anymore because there's nobody who's going to beat you catching the ball. Yeah, and you can get, and not that Travis Kelsey has been great the past few weeks, but you can go ahead and live and Ben don't break and give Travis Kelsey what he's going to get. I, I promise you, you still won't lose the Travis game. Travis Kelsey's not the problem with Travis Kelsey's production this year. <laughs> I agree. You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Travis Kelsey is not the problem with Travis Kelsey's production. I'm going to stand up for the man, okay? It's just that there's no weapons there, and even even the great Patrick Mahomes will struggle in the NFL when there's no weapons. Yeah, just just say it out loud for everybody. Aaron Rodgers ruined it for the league. He was part of it, but Pat Pat Mahomes also contributed to that nice. for a while. I'll take that all day long. But 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 even Aaron Rodgers, the great Aaron Rodgers, got figured out He's his last year it. in Green Bay. Absolutely, and this is what I fear when he eventually comes back to the Jets. Because other than Garrett Wilson, what are we doing with that offense? And if he can't be protected, then what are we doing with that Achilles? Watch like, out Watch out for Dalvin Cook. He's had a hell of a year. Can't wait to see what he's going to do in 2024. <laughs> can't even keep a straight face. He's got three carries. Uh-huh. It's been really, really rough. Uh, but he doesn't want to go there when asked about whether he should have picked the Dolphins. He right, doesn't want to go right. there. He doesn't, you know what? Uh, we'll take the uh, the running back who leads the NFL in touchdowns. Did you want to go to your hometown and play with the team that has 11 wins this year? Eh, let's just not talk about it. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was role-playing. I was asking Dalvin Cook, hey, do you want to go play the team in your oh, hometown yeah, yeah, yeah. that has 11 right, wins right, and right. playoff? And yeah. has I mean, we know the answer the deep down. down. We know the answer deep down. Uh, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll continue to ask you what the best sports gift you got this weekend. We'll uh, we'll uh, go ahead and uh, and get through our messages on social media. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. The best sports gift you got this holiday weekend. I had an FAU double overtime win over Arizona College basketball into a Dolphins win over the Cowboys. Boy, did that feel good. Stone had Baker Mayfield taking that Trevor Lawrence as the Bucks rolled through the Jaguars. What about you? Performance, player, or a tangible gift? Doesn't matter. Your best sports gift this holiday weekend. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. And as you, when you were a kid... Were you afraid of quicksand? We have pertinent quicksand uh, news for you when we come back as well. Stay tuned, won't you? That's Stone the Banner with Tom Ken Levicka, Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. You know, it was another great holiday gift that I received. Non-sports related. I suppose a link to sports, but generally non-sports related. Boy, a lot of Coquito uh, consumption in my household. My wife made two different types of Coquito. The uh, Tradicional, regular Coquito, and then a Cookies and Cream Coquito. (laughs) And it was strong. I don't know if you can tell by my face. You have no idea what that is. No idea. It's uh, it's basically uh, Hispanic eggnog. (laughs) I don't even like eggnog. That's, in that's the first pro- place. I'm trying to. You don't like eggnog? I mean, no, I don't. Jesus, come on, dude. I'm not going to hide from that. I don't. I will literally go to Publix, forget rum and alcohol for a second. I'll go to Publix, <laughs> get a carton of eggnog, and I'll kill that. Ew. I love eggnog. 
I get sad when it's no longer holiday season because eggnog is top notch. Order it then. I mean, order it. I can just walk to Publix and buy a carton of it. But they, do they sell it 12 months out of the year, eggnog? No, no, they do not. That's what I'm saying. It's a seasonal deal. Um, so the Coquito was awesome. And then also significant amounts of tequila consumption as well. <laughs> of course. Can't forget that. Happy holidays to me. What was your best sports gift? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Could be anything. Could be something tangible. Could be something like for me. FAU, double overtime, went over Arizona into Dolphins beating Cowboys. I I fully believe that if FAU Arizona went to a third overtime and FAU won, the Dolphins would have lost to the Cowboys because it would have used up my sports equity by that point. I was able to squeak by with a double overtime win for FAU, and there was just enough left in the tank to give the Dolphins that win over the Cowboys. Make sense? Uh, Sure. Yeah. Sure. How about that? I think it's pretty sound sports science, if you ask me. Uh, John in Jensen on Lavica, Theo, and Stone. Hello, John. Hey, happy holidays, fellas. Happy holidays, buddy. So, uh, we, took a ride, we took a ride to Sunrise on Saturday, and uh, we put a little ticket in for uh, the Florida Panthers minus uh, 125. Uh, and that, that, that was in the stocking, that winning ticket. But what uh, what was under the tree was a Lomberg one punch knockout. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. So so oh man. So John, uh, during so the Panthers game against Vegas was going on at the same time that FAU was in Vegas, and I was sitting there calling the game. And I look at my phone during a media timeout, and I saw the highlight uh, of Lomberg absolute just killer hook, and Vegas night go down to the ice. And Panthers fans were just going crazy. The place erupted. There was, I was like, man, this building's kind of dead. You know, it's like, ah, we're counting Santa hats. We had a little over under on how many Santa hats we can, we can count. And then bang. I mean, and you know, (laughs) hockey fights are usually not like that. You know, they're usually more like hugging on jerseys and some guys hit the side of the helmet. This was just a clean knockout. It was, it was fantastic. And then after that, the Panthers exploded. All of a sudden, they started yeah. learning how to score for the yeah. first time in three games again. That was a uh, a nice deal. Appreciate that. I love that. That Lomberg knockout was awesome. I played that uh, Panthers minus 125 as well. Did you? It was a good spot, good line against the defending champs on their home ice. Played it. Got the lightning tonight, right? Lightning tonight. Got the lightning tonight. Lightning, are you putting money on them? Uh, probably not. Okay. Uh, Leo in Riviera Beach. Happy holidays, Leo. Happy holidays, guys. Ken, Levick, um, Theo Stone, everybody. And, hey, thanks. Uh, everybody it's Theo. In West Palm. Hey, it's Theo. Thanks, your Leo. Theo, your Theo impression is terrible. He's on uh, He's on vacation, <laughs> by the way, for those yeah, wondering. Theo broke a nail today. He couldn't put, make it you in. you got to put some Houston twang on there. That's you got to right. get some Houston yeah, twang yeah, on. Yeah, you got to workshop but, that. <laughs> but, yeah, my favorite gift uh, of the holiday season was the Dolphins winning against the Cowboys. I couldn't catch I couldn't catch the end because we were uh, making trips between people's houses, and I'm sitting there listening to the radio, the Cephalo and Joe Rose, and I'm like praying for the field goal, and it went in. It was such a good get- Christmas gift. But something funny, and I want to get you guys' opinion mm-hmm. that happened. My son, I don't know how he's seven years old. He somehow uh, the Broncos are his favorite team. So this year for Christmas, he wanted a Russell Wilson jersey. Okay. Well, I got him the jersey. Today, I found out that he's getting benched. Yep. 
Uh, should I should I just in the future uh, get him a personalized jersey of his team? I was going to say his name on the back. I was going to say go it might be jerseys altogether. Yeah, it might be better off that way, uh, man. Or you could get him a Justin Simmons jersey, who I think has more long term potential in Denver than Russell Wilson does. But yeah, for now, and this is just dad to dad, father to father, from a financial standpoint, Leo. I think it's better if you just maybe go with the blank last name or go with the personalized jersey. Uh, I, I think that that's going to make you a happier uh, father figure, at least in the short term, and appreciate you, Leo. I couldn't disagree more. These kids need to learn the hard way. <laughs> they need to learn what we go through. Uh-huh. When you get older, the heartbreaks, your favorite player is going to leave the team. I mean, that kid's going to learn to grow up and hate Russell Wilson, as he probably should. He's ruined your guys' team. I tell you what, this is a great transition into what I want to do next and talk about sports bullies, because we had an elite bullying incident this weekend in sports that needs to be focused on uh, because it was all world. And by the way, let's just do some breaking news since Leo brought us into it. He's got a good feel uh, for what we're paying attention to here at our the Square Studios. Let's get to some breaking news. Breaking news on ESPN 106.3 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Before we get to our break, this from Adam Schefter. The Denver Broncos face a looming decision about Russell Wilson's future with the organization. They have benched the nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback for Sunday's game against the Chargers. Broncos coach Sean Payton informed the team this morning that Jared Stidham is going to start at quarterback on Sunday. Wilson will be the backup. The quarterback change increases the Broncos' financial flexibility this upcoming offseason. Wilson to make an additional $37 million in guaranteed money if he can't pass a physical by early March. An injury to Wilson in either of Denver's last two games of the season would potentially trigger that guarantee. It's a good agent job there by Russell Wilson's uh, uh, representation. Good Lord. So, Russell Wilson is uh, benched for the rest of the season now that the Broncos are not going to the playoffs. Is he pulling up? Is he wearing a headset? That's my question. I don't know. I feel like him and Sean Payton aren't the uh, the best of uh, friends. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a home game, though. Uh, I think only a matter of time before that divorce happens, but maybe not this offseason. Sign up for that one. Easton Stick versus Jarrett Stidham, folks. <laughs> oh, God, Lord. Uh, so that uh, breaking news. Uh, real quick. Let me tell you about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. It is number 10 in the entire world. Number one in the state of Florida. This according to the premier uh journalism magazine sport business it is the fau mba sport management program this is again one of the premier worldwide premier worldwide postgraduate sport management degrees the fau mba sport management program fau.edu slash mba sport fau.edu slash mba sport sign up for summer semester classes sign up for fall semester classes next year on campus or remotely from the comfort of your home. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. That's Don Labanowitz. I'm Ken Lavica. Bullying in sports, good or bad? The discussion when we come back. Lavica Theo and Stone, ESPN 1063.